Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Welcome back to Ghost of a Podcast. I have a question titled, why does the wrong thing feel so right? Last weekend, I went out to the bars and I came home with a guy that I've been attracted to for a while. It was the most fun I've had with someone in a really long time, and neither of us have stopped talking about it. But he is in a non-monogamous relationship with one of my close friends, and she made it clear that she didn't want him sleeping with her friends. I wanted it to stay a drunk mistake, but we hooked up again two nights later. Telling her feels selfish, but so does not telling her. He doesn't want her to know, but he wants to keep hooking up. I want to forget it happened and moved on without causing more damage. But I feel so compelled to him, and we've had such intense chemistry ever since we've met. I'm weak when it comes to my compulsions, and I know that when the opportunity arises, I won't be able to say no. This isn't like me. Being a good friend is so important to me. Why can't I stop myself from making choices that directly conflict my morals? Should I tell her? Does this mean I'm not who I thought I was? How do I say no to things that feel so good? Uh, I love your podcast and all the work that you do. Love, C. So C has shared her birth info, but asked to keep it private, which I will respect. Let's start with this. I have a massive pet peeve, okay? It is a massive pet peeve. When people say, I am non-monogamous, when what it's really saying is, I am cheating. Let me Let me be clear, okay? If you are monogamous, you have an agreement with someone to only have sex and only catch feels for them and them alone. That's monogamy. If you are polyamorous with someone, then there is an agreement that you can catch feels for multiple people and that you can have sexual connections with multiple people. Being polyamorous or non-monogamous doesn't mean you don't have boundaries or rules or limits, but that's the general thing that it means. Non-monogamy means that there are agreements between the people in a relationship around what they can do and what they cannot do. Generally, it is not about having feelings and intimacies with other people as much as it is about having sexual dynamics with other people. Now, when your two friends, your boy and your girlfriend say to each other, we are allowed to bone multiple people, but she says to him, you are not allowed to touch my friends. That is not okay. What she is saying is when you do those, when you touch one of my friends, you are cheating on me. And when you, her friend, say to her, okay, I know this about you. I know that you're in a non-monogamous relationship with, with a man and he is not on the table for me. He's not in my dating pool. He is your boyfriend. And then you go and you sleep with her boyfriend. Well, then you are participating in cheating. That's what you're doing. You're participating in cheating. That's what's happening. So let us just be really clear that he's not only cheating on his girlfriend with you, but he's asking you to lie to your friend. I personally am not uh, big on judging people for cheating. I think that there are a lot of reasons why people cheat and it's often very complicated. And that said, I do have a big problem with lying. I'm not a big fan of lying. I think lying is a coward's way out. And listen, I should say we are all cowards sometimes. And also it is a cowardly move to lie. So this question that you have about, should I tell her, should I not tell her? Is it selfish for me to tell her? It is selfish for you to sleep with her boyfriend. That's what's selfish. It's selfish for you to lie to your friend. 
It's selfish for you to lie to your friend and to have a delicious, intimate, dirty secret with her boyfriend. Those are all incredibly selfish acts. Listen, we are all selfish from time to time. Some of our selfish behaviors are a lot more destructive than others. Now, this behavior will cost you, yeah, some of your integrity, right? It'll cost you probably the friendship. What else will it cost you? Maybe your friends will have judgments towards it. It's going to cost you a lot. So I hope the sex is really good because it better be worth it. My concern here, before I get into this larger question, which I think is the question you're really asking me about why you are driven by compulsion and you act out of compulsion, this bigger question here we'll get to in a second. But if you're asking me whether or not it is selfish to tell her the truth, I would say, please tell your friend the truth. And not because you expect any particular outcome. That's not yours to control. I want to encourage you to tell your friend the truth simply because your friend deserves to know what is happening. She deserves to know that her boyfriend is not just lying to her once, but encouraging her dear close friend to lie to her continuously. And your friend does deserve to know that you are the kind of friend who will sleep with her boyfriend, even though you know it's not okay. She does deserve to know those things. And what she does with that information is all about her being able to take care of herself. When we lie to other people or we omit important information, what we're basically doing is we're robbing them of their ability to make choices based on the truth that are healthy and right for them. And that is the real injury. That is the real fuck up, right? So if you don't tell her you're doing it to protect yourself, you're definitely not doing it to protect her you know, and maybe she'll hear the information and wish she didn't know. You know what? It's the truth. And we all deserve to know the truth. So my advice to you is for sure to tell her. My advice also to you is to trust that this man who is free to sleep with so many of the women of the world, but is choosing to sleep with one of the very few women he's not supposed to sleep with and asking that woman, you to lie to his girlfriend is for sure going to lie to you. Like if his his value system and his intimacies run that shallow, I hope you don't think that you're going to be some magical exception because that's really not how people work. If this guy is doing this to your friend, he'll eventually do it to you. Now, chemistry is really, really driving. And you know, this larger question that you've asked me about why is it that you're driven by compulsion? Why is it that you satiate your compulsion? That's what I want to get into. In your birth chart, you have a Sun-Pluto square. And when those two planets are in a square position, so in a 90-degree angle from each other, we tend to have compulsive and driving instincts. We have compulsive and driving feelings. The most common thing that people do is we either compulsively deny what we truly want or we compulsively satiate what we truly want. We tend to indulge our most powerful feelings instead of our wisest feelings or our most useful and healing feelings. And that's especially when, I mean, it could be for your whole life, but especially when you are in your 20s and you haven't figured out how to self-regulate in a perfectly mature way. That maturity will often come out of that Saturn return that happens around 29 years old. Now, this particular period of your life is intensifying your ability to manifest things. But here's the rub. If you are manifesting out of your compulsions, 
If you are manifesting out of your self-destructive impulses or your desire for drama or powerful, overwhelming experiences, then you're not necessarily going to like what you get. The key for you to really pay attention to is, is the thing that is powerful going to destroy you or help you heal? And if you choose what is ultimately destructive to you and to your life and to the people around you, what self-fulfilling prophecy are you playing out here? Because I don't care how good the sex is. It is for sure not worth blowing up your life for. It just isn't. A lot of things never are that we choose to do. So again, I am not being judgmental towards you. I get that you are being driven by all kinds of feelings. You know, it's your mistake to make if you want to make it. Yes, if you're asking me, is it a mistake? For sure, it's a mistake. It sounds like you know it's a mistake. So a big part of why you follow your impulses is because you haven't decided not to. And the reason why you haven't decided not to is because you want the intense experience. You want the profound experience and you don't want healing and you don't want joy and you don't want something sustainable and you don't want authentic happiness. If you wanted those things, if you truly wanted those things, you would not be fucking with your friend's boyfriend. For sure not. It wouldn't be worth it to you because your question clearly articulates that you know he's not going to give you all those things. Now, I think a part of you doesn't know that. I think a part of you wants to believe that if it's intense and if it costs you everything, that it's truly worth it, that it is truly transcendent. But I think the rest of you knows that's simply not what the situation is. Now, additionally, you have a Mars square to Uranus in your birth chart. Mars square to Uranus does not give a person a lot of impulse control. You tend to want what you want when you want it, and you tend to enjoy acting before you think. So when you have chemistry with someone or when you hook up with someone and you're like, oh, this is fun, like I want to keep on seeing where this goes, it is really hard for you to be like, oh, I'm going to tap on the brake. Oh, I'm going to call it quits. Oh, I'm not going to see this through. But again, part of this is about choice. It's about consequences. And it is about you not wanting to think about consequences because you're enjoying your choice in the short term. You are somebody who is very capable of thinking about long-term consequences, but when you do, it looks like you have a tendency to do it in a fear-based way. So when you're actually flirting with this guy or making plans to hook up with this guy or hooking up with this guy, you're only focusing on the passion and the intensity. And it's like drugs, right? It just, it is transcendent. It takes you out of your life. And then when you're not engaging with him, my guess is that you're not feeling great about yourself. You know, it's driving you to write me this email. The thing that I can tell you is that you're always going to have strong impulses. You're always going to have a hedonistic nature. And neither of those things are bad. In fact, they're passion. There are qualities within you that can lead you to greater experiences throughout the course of your life and to have meaningful experiences with different kinds of people. However, if you do it in a way that contradicts your values or morality, if you enjoy experiences only with people who are ultimately not reliable and not trustworthy, if you yourself become someone who is not reliable or trustworthy, then you're not going to have happiness from these things. And I do think you deserve happiness, my dear. At this time, you know, I mentioned that you are in a great place for manifesting. That's because Uranus is forming a trine to your sun. And it is a really dynamic and exciting time. Now, that's not the only thing that's happening, of course. What is also happening is the planet Pluto is forming a square to your natal Saturn. 
And very shortly in the next couple of months, you're going to have a Uranus opposition to your natal Mars. And the upshot of these two transits at the same time indicates that you are going to have to bear the responsibility for the consequences of your actions. And your impulses are only going to get more intense. Uranus opposite Mars often coincides with increased passion and opportunity for hooking up with different kinds of people. It can be a really exciting time where you try new things and you have new ways of experiencing your ego, your sexuality, and your ambitions. It can be really exciting. It can be kind of upsetting. My concern for you is that the way you're behaving at this time could mean that you end up setting yourself up for having major drama in your social life. And that would be such a waste of this opportunity. Now, while Pluto forms a square to your Saturn, you are in a position where your internal structure, that's Saturn, is going through profound transformation, that's Pluto. And so if you are compelled to do intense things in a way that costs you more than it's worth, then that part of your nature needs attention and love and healing. And that can't happen when indulging what you know to be a self-destructive impulse. I hope for you that you can be compassionate while also taking responsibility for your behavior. So compassionate towards yourself for having made mistakes, compassionate towards yourself for the intensity with which you want to continue to make those mistakes, and also have humility to take ownership over the ways you've acted that are not how you want to be. I don't think you need to damn yourself and say, oh, I'm not the person I thought I was. Every action that you take, it cannot be the the singular defining action. However, if anything is going to define you, let it be that you made a mistake and it took all of your willpower to correct it and to own up to it, regardless of the consequences. That is the person you want to be. And that is the person you very much can be. Whether or not this friend of yours is a good person, whether or not she is cheating on her boyfriend too, or any other piece of drama is not your business. It's not your thing to manage. The only thing that is your business and yours to manage is your own conduct and making sure that the way that you live is consistent with the life you want to have because it is your actions that add up to you being a certain quality and caliber of person. I really don't think that means live life without mistakes. Don't fuck up. Don't be dramatic. I don't think it means any of that. What it means is when you've crossed a line that you identify that line, you own that you've done it. You don't make excuses. You apologize. If if you need to apologize, you do what needs to be done to repair whatever harm you've caused, including let someone be pissed off at you. You know, if you fucked up, let someone be pissed off at you. That's fair. And don't beat yourself up learn from the mistake, and keep on living. That is the key because honestly, you know, this is a mistake you're making right now and you'll make others and you've probably made others before because you're a person. None of us are perfect. None of us live a life without mistakes. None of us live a life without trespasses. We all are somebody's bad guy. And, you know, that's just part of being a person. That's just part of life. Your job here is to not punish yourself. It's instead to correct. Don't make this further about you in an unhealthy way. Learn and move on. And here's the good news. No matter how good he is at sex, he's not the only one who's good at sex in the world. No matter how fun this is, 
you're 50% of the fun at least. So just take all your delightful candy and bring it to another hungry hippo. You don't have to do it with him. He's not the only one. Your compulsions might say he's the only one. He's not the only one, girl. He's not the only one. Hello and welcome back to your astrology corner of Ghost of a Podcast. Before I get into your horoscope this week, I'm going to tell you a story. And it's a true story. The story goes like this. I decided to do a podcast. Didn't really think much was going to happen with it. And then a week later, I launched Ghost of a Podcast. There was not a great strategy going on. I knew I wanted to share my work and I knew I wanted to try it out and see how it worked. And so I did it. And the logo that you have seen since August, since I started the podcast, I made in the car on my way home from a friend's house. And I'm not an artist, so it's not fantastic, but I really wanted to finally, you know, get beautiful art to match my love, my heart, this show. And so I asked Drawn by Mary to design something for me and she came up with something really beautiful. And so next week you will see the new logo for Ghost of a Podcast, which means wherever you are listening to the show, it'll look different. It's still going to be pretty pink. So don't freak out or anything. It's still going to have some green in it. I'm pretty consistent that way, but it's going to look a little different. So don't freak out. I don't know. I mean, this really is not a big deal for your life, but for my life, it's actually super exciting. And I'm really, I'm really thrilled about it. And it's, I think it's super cute. Anyways, We're going to look at the horoscope this week for May 26th through June 1st, 2019. I think that overall, this particular week is an opportunity to get realigned. And I'll break down the details of the astrology in a moment, but it's a great time to get realigned. There's just this really heavy wave after wave crashing in of bad news. Every once in a while, there's a little bit of good news, but it's it's tough times. And as I always like to talk about, we are being challenged to find our voice and our role within all of it. And so this is actually a really useful time to realign your intentions. So maybe you're not going to figure out all the best actions to take or be the most definitive this week, but really try to set your mind towards uh, what are your intentions? Can you align your intentions, not your ideals with the work that needs to be done? And so I want to just take a moment to acknowledge that ideals are great, but they're really hard to live by, you know, because they're ideal. Whereas intentions are a lot more attainable. They're kind of more netted in what is possible based on who you are, where you are, the resources and circumstances that are available to you. And so get practical. You can get mystical and get practical at the same time. That's what I do. That's my favorite move. But get here now and set intentions that you can actually follow through on. Depending on where you're starting, that might mean getting more deeply involved, or that might mean getting more thoroughly educated, right? And when we talk about getting educated, it's 2019. You can listen to podcasts, you can watch YouTube videos, you can read long form writing or short form writing. I think that there's so many ways of going about educating yourself. Don't get into any kind of idea of like the right way. There's only the most accessible and useful way for you. Find it. There's just an excess of content out there these days find the voices that make the most sense to you. And if it hasn't already occurred to you to do this, make sure that your sources of inspiration and news and education 
are diverse. So you're not just listening to one race, one sexuality, one gender, one class background, uh, one perspective. You know, you want to have a diversity of perspectives informing your own perspective whenever possible, right? Let's just keep on expanding and aligning ourselves with that expansion, with how we want to participate in the world, how we want to participate in our immediate personal worlds, and how we want to relate to ourselves internally. As I said, we're looking at May 26th through June 1st, 2019. On the 29th, we have an exact Mercury square to Neptune. So you'll be feeling the effects of it a day or a little bit more than a day before that exact transit and then a day or so after. This transit is uncomfortable. Mercury is your mind. It's your analyzer. Mercury governs friendships and your neighborhood and communication in general. And Neptune, unfortunately, governs anxiety. In practical terms, Neptune governs anxiety. It is also high spirituality and idealism. Neptune governs the concept that we are all cousins. We are all related. We are all one. It is the high arts. And so when these two planets form a challenging aspect, and a square is a 90-degree angle, what ends up happening is a lot of people end up feeling overwhelmed with ambiguity or uncertainty. I don't know what to focus on. I don't know what the right thing to do is. I don't know who to trust. This is a time where if you have a predisposition towards anxiety, it's likely to get keyed up. And if you aren't typically anxious and then all of a sudden you get anxious, you might have a more dramatic response to it, right? Because it's not your normal. Look for evidence and proof instead of theories and potential. If you feel overwhelmed, simplify your life, simplify your focus. And, you know, this is not many days more. It's just a couple few days. You can totally do your best at this time to be appropriately responsive to your stress level. So that might mean putting, you know, an autoresponder on your your emails being like, uh, please allow for, you know, an extra couple few days this week for me to respond to your email. That might mean picking a priority that you're going to focus on and giving that the lion's share of your attention, and then pick one or two things on the side of that that actually have to get done that you're going to focus on as well. But it's all right to prioritize. It's okay to have boundaries. It's okay to be overwhelmed. What you want to make sure that you do is you handle that in a way that doesn't create upsets with other people or have your kind of circumstances pile up on you. So it's like if you have to pay a bill, don't say, oh, I'm overwhelmed, I won't do it, because then you're just going to be triply overwhelmed next week when the bill comes in with interest, right? You want to make sure that you're managing your survival needs on a baseline as much as possible. And if you can't, be generous with yourself. Be empathetic towards yourself. Whenever we go through transits to Neptune, or from Neptune rather, what we have the opportunity to do is to actually put into practice our spiritual beliefs and convictions. So it's nice to think that everyone deserves grace and fairness and a chance. And it's a bunch of blah, 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 unless you actually give that to yourself and others when things are stressful, right? This isn't a great time for making a major purchase or signing a contract simply because it's an easy time to miss out on details or misunderstand what is being represented in the contract. So if you have to, you know, not a big deal, just triple check, ask for counsel if you need it. But if you can put it off for a couple of days, that wouldn't be the worst thing you ever did. On the 30th, we have a Venus sextile to Neptune and a Mercury opposition to Jupiter. Now, there is a overlap between the Mercury square to Neptune and the Mercury opposition to Jupiter. Good news, bad news. You know, I like to give it to you straight. 
The bad news is, yeah, when Mercury is opposite Jupiter, we are more likely to jump to conclusions. We are more likely to make assumptions or to start pretty much telling people what they're supposed to think and do and feel. And that is not awesome. Whether you're the recipient of someone doing that to you or you yourself are trying to do that to others, this is an excellent time for being open, for asking questions and truly listening to the answers. This is an excellent time for exploration and expansion. And it will be thwarted by your lack of willingness to sit with new data, your desire to jump to conclusions, or your rush to condemn or judge, or even your rush to teach people who did not ask for a goddamn lesson. That's right. I said it. It is okay to listen to others to really learn their perspective before you teach them yours. And it's a really hard thing to do in this bigger picture of where we are right now with both Saturn and Pluto in the sign of Capricorn. We are in this state as a society where everyone wants to teach someone else proper morality. Everyone wants to be the judge and the jury, but they themselves not be judged. The downside of this Capricorn energy is it's like a damn hammer. It's really important to know that you can be a part of the solution and you can call people in to understanding or even to your way of seeing things without pairing that with judgment condemnation, or anything else. The nice thing about the Venus sextile to Neptune happening at the same time is it can be an inspirational and stabilizing time for using art as a tool for healing and using art as a tool for deepening understanding. So whether you are a creator or an appreciator, um, this is a really powerful time for stepping into your art practice or exploring art, poetry, music, what at, what have you, whatever it is that resonates with you as a vehicle for healing, self-exploration, even for understanding politics and social justice, using creativity and art, whether you're consuming it or creating it as a tool for healing is such a powerful thing, especially in a capitalist society and in a time when there are so many strong men and you know authoritarian leaders in the world, art is, is such a powerful tool of resistance. So explore it explore it. Why not, right? It's a great time to do it. Now, on a more interpersonal level, this particular transit, the Venus-Neptune, is really strengthening for us to remember our values and to practice them when we are talking to others, when we are listening to others, and when we are engaging with other people in general, whether it's IRL or through DM or whatever else. So the thing about these transits is you're going to have to pair your intention with your actions. If you just act and then write your journal about it later, you may grow and you may learn, but your actions may not reflect that. Now, finally, on the 31st, we have a Venus trying to Saturn. I kind of love this transit. It's really good for curating your closet. If you have to get rid of things, if you're like doing the Mary Kondo thing, it's a great time for it. This particular transit is really good for organizing your finances, for looking at your intentions around your relationship to money and to stuff. It's also a great stabilizing transit for connecting to other people, to themes around beauty, even themes around gender. There's nothing spectacular that I'm predicting for this particular transit. It's just nice and supportive. So if you leverage the energy per usual, more will come of it. And if you don't leverage the energy, you're unlikely to notice a whole lot. 
So my loves, that is the roundup of the astrological weather forecast for you this week. Um, you know, there's still a war on more than half the population being waged in the United States by the Republican Party. We saw a really sad election IMO in Australia. There's a lot going on in the world. And I don't want to week after week repeat the identical thing, get involved, inspire others to get involved. I also do want to repeat that week after week because we need to pace ourselves and stay engaged. I want to say, men, I want to say something to my male listeners or to my listeners of any gender who happen to be friends with men or colleagues with men or related to men. There are so many photos of people standing up for reproductive freedom and for the freedom to choose what happens to people's bodies. And I, I'm not seeing a lot of men showing up to these rallies. I'm not hearing a lot of men speaking up about it. I think it can be hard to figure out how to take up space in a way that is respectful. And so one piece of advice I will give you is to signal boost to retweet, repost writers, thinkers, and activists, have conversations IRL with the men in your life. Talk about this. Know that it is really important that you are a part of the solution of this. This is not an issue that only impacts people with uteruses. This is a policing of bodies. This is subjugation of more than half of the population, and it concerns all of us. Regardless of what your values are around abortion, yeah, the government really shouldn't regulate human bodies. What we do with our goddamn bodies is our goddamn choice. So I want to just return always to talk to people, listen to people, participate, because anything that is happening to the people near you or the people far from you is ultimately, it is happening to you. All right, my friends, that's my hot take this week. As always, I invite you to subscribe to the podcast, star it. I read all the damn reviews on, on the iTunes. I thank you so much. They all touch my heart. I sit there grinning like a dummy. Thank you for writing in your questions for the podcast. If you are not sure where you can send me your question, just do it on the website, lovelanyado.com slash ghost of a podcast. Uh, it's linked in my social media profile, yada, yada, yada. What else do I say to you every week? You can become a supporter of this podcast on Patreon, or you can just donate your money to the ACLU, Yellowhammer, Planned Parenthood, all these great organizations that are standing up for human sovereignty. I'm a big fan of that. You know I am. All right. I think, I think that's my sign-off for today. Can't wait to talk to you next week. Bye. Every year they say the end is near. But we're still here. Yeah, we're still here.